G'day everybody and welcome to the morning after State of Origin Game 1. Now, interesting game. It was an Origin game, wasn't it, lads? Like, absolute Origin game. And I've got Benny as a Lukey with me. How are we, lads? Better than the other two. <laughs> I don't get too emotional of Origin. It's, it's, it's alright. Like, I thought we deserved to lose that. As I said in our group chat, we look like the Bulldogs at times. Like, fucking New South Wales looks so shit at times in the attacking 20 it was fucking awful to watch and they weren't doing what Penrith they, they should have just played Penrith game and they fucking didn't so it's like okay whatever as I how did you see it mate just fucking devastated <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we did really well in the first half I, I thought we were really unlucky to be behind in the first half but yeah just didn't turn up in the second half you guys just wanted a bit more um, went away from that middle Like we were making Meters in the middle Couldn't do it in the second half And yeah That Penrith Shape that they normally have That early pill A lot of space Queensland just cut it down um, Didn't let them get out I think I th- Thought it was a, More of a Really good game for Queensland Than New South Wales losing it um, I think you guys came out And wanted it more In the second half And took the game Fair call, fair call. Uh, I, I kind of wonder a little bit, and we'll get into a bit of a structure in the potty in a second, but I kind of wonder a little bit if, um, and you guys kind of touched on it uh, before we jumped on air, New South Wales lacked X Factor. They seemed to lack a game plan, and you didn't have the off-the-cuff players to take advantage of that, whereas Queensland had the likes of Ponga, Munster, Harry Grant, who can, you know, sorry to use this term, but play a lot of eyes up football and in origin when there's a lot of fatigue can capitalise on that. 
that didn't come into New South Wales' game until really late in the piece, right, where, where Tedesco um, seemed to, to take advantage of it a little bit. Uh, Luai took advantage of, of, of a uh, really poor DCE read right at the end there with the, um, the Cameron Murray try. But it just seemed like there wasn't the polish on the end of, uh, you know, I guess the game for New South Wales. And they didn't have that. Like, And again, Tommy makes things happen. Latrell makes things happen. We realise they aren't there, but you can't blame it on that. You've got to take who you've got in the game at the time. And I just think some of that X factor that New South Wales did have didn't show up. Lukey, you and I talked about Damien Cook just before we came on air. Katoni Staggs was very quiet. He's another bloke who, you know, get him early ball and he can he can make something happen. I just felt like that was definitely missing from uh, New South Wales' performance tonight, Benny and Az. Yeah, I, I honestly thought Jack White was our best. Well, probably apart from Tor, I thought Brian Tor did a very good job. Um, he, he was pretty good under. He was very good under the high ball, and he, you know, did what Tor does in uh, in yardage carries. He busted a lot of tackles and found his front. Uh, I thought Jack White was probably not far behind him. I thought Jack White did a job. Uh, obviously, he had that one error. Um, the start at the uh, off that kickoff. I think. Oh no, I was off a kick on the return down on our ten. Um, but apart from that, I thought White was good. I just think uh, Josh Adokar is probably a change we can make. I think having that X factor and that speed, that threat out wide, there's probably a few opportunities that Tupu got that he couldn't really take advantage of that the Fox may have. Um, Stags, as you said, yeah, it's doing Stags things, man. He's either going to have a fuck, he's going to brain it, or he's going to be so quiet you barely know he's out there. Uh, so That's I think, it. yeah. Stags was there for the X factor and didn't deliver. Um, and then you get that at, at the Broncos. He's either it's rocks and diamonds. He's, he's never in between. He's either beaten eight or ten blokes a game and getting a couple of meat pies or a couple of TAs, or he's just ghosts. You don't see him. Um, and that's what we got tonight from Stags. I don't believe the, he had a shoulder injury notion. Uh, I think he was just full hooked. Um, and I don't. We talked about the swap between Whiten and Crichton before in the potty and we were talking about it all week in the in our group chat. Freddie sort of said he, he had a plan for Crichton, but I just, like, what plan? Are you just going to hook the worst centre and put him in the centres? Yeah. Like, is that the plan? Um, I just don't think, like, if you brought a Nico Hines on for the last 20 minutes, you might have got a bit more spark, um, a little bit extra like he's probably the form player of the comp at the moment so surely you want Nico Hines running around getting a bit of a a license to play around any part of the field rather than just having Crichton sitting there on the right centre um yeah I mean getting Zayo probably shouldn't have been on the field but that head knock probably cost him that first half he wasn't sort of involved and didn't have that game that he normally has for Penrith um but yeah, that's sort of – there was no X factor at all. Luki, I'm just going to um, just just hold off on you and I having a chat a bit here because we've got a bit to talk about. And I'm going to go to Azza and Benny just really uh, quickly here because we won't get this opportunity again. But with the emotion of a game one loss, what changes do you guys make to your team, if any, if any, heading into game two? For me, uh, I'm putting Olakawatu on an edge for one. I think that's some X factor. I would personally drop Stags, put Campbell Graham in, probably drop Tupu and put Adokar in, swap that dynamic of the X factor. Um, 
for the Fox and bring in someone a little bit more solid in Campbell Graham. Personally, they're the changes I'd make. I like those changes. Yeah, I'd go with Graham. I probably go with Frizzell over Ola Kuatu. Yep. Um, you know what you get from Frizzell. He's having a really good sort of 18 months. Um, couldn't believe he wasn't there to start with. I just think the changes that we made pre-kickoff weren't... Like, if you want to put some X-Factor in, chuck Maddo in for on the edge to start. Um, I know Martin does a job, but he's he's there. He just does a job. He's very straight Ma- up and down. Yeah, uh, Maddo Martin. gives that sort of bit of X-Factor. Um, they didn't play Maddo where he's been playing all year and, and braining it for para. They didn't um, play Maddo. Yeah, he didn't see a lot of minutes, did he? Yeah, he, didn't, he did not see minutes. Um, uh, I mean, RCG and Paulo probably passed it, but we don't really have those front rowers in New South Wales at the moment. Look, coming into Origin, it's a it's a form game. Last year, New, the New South Wales players were in form in New short. So this year, it, your Munsters and your Grants, they're in form. Um, and you saw that tonight. They just sort of took over and... Um, Cowboys and Broncos players too. Val out yeah, of fucking Cobble, Cobbo. That, that's it. Caro. Um, like, any, any of those teams that are just on a fucking run in the NRL now obviously inform players. And as, as I said, that's why he's won. Yeah, I, I kind of see... You know, I, I don't like to lean on this, uh, but, but, you know, games like this kind of talk to it a little bit. The want, the effort... The second efforts, the third efforts, the fourth efforts, the spirit from Queensland, like Val Holmes on that pickup, Munster, DCE, they all had massive plays in that second half that I just didn't see from New South Wales. They didn't have blokes backing up, pushing up when when they needed it, um, and and that's where I think maybe um, you know there's a couple of changes that need to be made. In the New South Wales squad, again, Benny, you've talked to it all year about Adokar's off-field influence and his cultural influence in the side. Um, you know, I think that maybe that, that, that's something that could happen. This is, might be a bit of a controversial call here, but I think you're kind of a little bit hamstrung by having uh, Tedesco as your captain because an absolute effort bloke, but fuck, he, he, he's so hard to plan for. I reckon if you got to Freddie and you said... How do you use Tedesco? It'd be more like we use Tedesco how he wants us to use him, and he just pops up and he does this. So hard to plan for, right? Like we've got a we've got a game plan for Ponga, you know, and, and he knows when to capitalise and he knows when to inject himself. Teddy is just like I'll take my opportunity when I can and I'll and I'll do a thousand runs, but it's it's quantity over quality with Teddy at the moment, and I just feel like I'm not sure if that's the best thing for New South Wales at the moment. Um, and they just seem to lack direction. They lack structure. They lacked a game plan. They got thrown fairly easy by Queensland. Lucky, what was your thoughts on how it all played out? Well, we've said all season about the Roosters attack, how Teddy's fucking that up, right? With his crab and sideways tackle busts. You know, there's no he, he doesn't play direct. That's not Penrith. That's not how Penrith play. Dylan Edwards doesn't do that shit. He just fucking runs hard, catches the ball on the end of the three and, and, and finishes off three on twos and two on ones and supports the ball runner. That's what he does. It's a simple game plan. It's a He's simple the five skill eight set. on the right hand side basically for Penrith, isn't he? Well, yeah, kind of, but he he's he, he he's not tasked with doing a whole lot of creative ball playing. It's just finish three on twos and two on ones. Um 
in transition and, and in yardage support the offloaders you know push up there um and take some good tough yardage carries like and then obviously he's, he's working defense but um teddy is not the type of player that i think cleary and Luai can play with when you were talking before dusty and, and benny and azar about um where new south wales sort of i, I guess lost it all the differences and the x factor and that sort of thing New South Wales have a lot of structure players, players who fit in well with structure. Um, uh, you know, uh, Penrith have got rigid. It's a complex structure, trust me, but it's it's very rigid. They do the you know the repeated motions and you know work over sides and go back there. But with Queensland, what I saw tonight was players who just take opportunities when they can. And they challenge the defensive line and force decisions out of the defence. Whereas the Penrith thing is sort of like death by a thousand cuts. We'll just keep trying and keep trying and eventually we'll crack it. And once we crack it, we're coming through, you know. But if it never cracks, then what have you got to go to? And New South Wales tonight were like stuck for answers there. They were like, oh, what do we do? Whereas with Queensland, it was like... And the one anomaly here was when Munster made that intercept and then Harry Grant threw that shit ball to fucking Kafusi and he dropped it. But generally, when we take those chances, we're doing it early. We're taking risks so that if, you know, it, it doesn't come off or something like that, you know, we, we're still putting our best foot forward through the door first. We're not just going, all right, let's just see what they've got here, see what they've got. We're attack, attack, attack. And you saw that with Munster, DCE, Val Holmes, you know, turning half opportunities into full opportunities and stuff like that. And there was no one from New South Wales that was really willing to do that when it got tough. So from what I can see from the outside looking in, like you don't, like Queensland had adopted tonight a very modern day. So this year, end of last year, uh, Melbourne Storm style of play which is the influence of, of Munster, mainly Munster, man. He was everywhere in that second half, and he was the oh, absolute key to everything that they did. Um, and Harry Grant fucking played a massive role in that too. But uh, and, and as you saw, New South Wales played a Penrith game. They tried to turn the screws. We didn't even get a repeat set, though. Not one. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Just repeat. We were just trying to score off every single kick. Yep. We just needed that repeat set. But without the the, without the troops to do that, like... Yep. Queensland had the guys to score off every single set or every single play, you know, eventually one of those is going to come off. We don't, like like I said, Luai, he doesn't provide the X factor that you get out of a Grant or a, um, or a Munster. But, you know, they were still trying to score too many points for a team that doesn't have those X factor players. But, but also, is, can I just quickly say, Dustin, yeah. is that... If, if we're going to talk about the Penrith style and, and, and the halves and the way that, and, and Yo and that, they've got Api Corosau. Api Corosau asks questions every tackle because he varies up his game so much. So even those little double pump dummies and stuff that you go, oh, that really didn't do much. But he's constantly just trying shit, just seeing what the defense does. You know what I mean? Even if he's deck balling, it's like that he only deck balls it twice in a set. You know what I mean? So he's constantly just challenging that ruck defense. Cook just deck ball, deck ball, deck ball. And when he does decide to run, he then just passes it off early anyway. I, I, don't, I, like, I wouldn't be upset if Fittler dropped Cook and put Appy in. I, I think, I think I it's close, man. I don't think it, Cook was as bad as what you guys were saying. Really? I, I, no, okay, I, I, I don't either. As, as I don't either. I just don't think he was as effective as he needed to be. 
I think it was all right in the first 20. He was asking questions. He was getting out of half, putting blokes through. But after that 20-minute mark, he was sort of ineffective. But I don't think he was as bad. He was having a crack in that last 10 minutes. Could have easily got that last ball away once he got through the line. But again, they just got through the line and their offloads or their kicks just went away and they took the tackle and there was nothing. See, I I think the other thing too is, right, like they they relied on Cleary so much that when Queensland shut it down, they had no other options. Now, the times that they went to Luai, he put up a couple of nice little kicks and they pushed so hard on Cleary that they had numbers on the short side and they, they forced... A, um, a basically a second phase from the kick, whether it was a tap back or whatever. The other option was Luai short short ball hits Murray and goes through for a try. That was the only time they did it the whole game. Now, what has DCE done the whole fucking year? Turned his body in. He makes bad decisions on that play, but you just didn't go to that well to, enough. And it was just like, nah, we're going to go to Cleary. He's going to solve the problem for us. He's going to solve the problem for us. The Penrith style worked. It, it really worked. When they went to Luai when they needed to, he came up with results, but they just didn't go there enough. So, look, we'll push on a little bit here, lads, and get into a bit more analysis on the game. And Now, we've broken it down to a few different categories where we can all kind of talk to. As we're going to chuck to you first, mate, a big uh, a part of Origin is obviously the yardage, and the first 20 minutes was dominated by the back fives, really working hard. How did you see the yardage game, specifically from the back fives of each team, play out in this game? Well, I think New South Wales really dominated early through the middle and the back five. We were sort of, in the first 20 minutes, we had 26 to 14 runs out of the back five. You could just tell they were just getting forward, getting forward, taking those hit-ups. There was a stat from Channel 9 that said it was 85 metres per minute. And that was for the first sort of 15, 16 minutes. Fucking which is hell, just that's massive. No, 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 no. That, that, that was, yeah, so, go lucky. Yeah, that, uh, that 85 metres per minute is the standard NRL time. They were operating at 110 metres right. per minute. Oh, wow. So that's, what, that, that's what the point they were making is how quick it was. Jesus. Yeah, right. So it was just a lightning start. Yeah, just, and that's, that's what you want from Origin. You're sort of sitting there like, fuck yeah, how good is this? Um, I like. I was said to Lukey before we jumped on. I was taking dot points for the first twenty minutes, and then that was it. I was just too immersed in the game. <laughs> but I thought, Cook, I've got here that Cookie took a few runs and got us on the front foot. Gave some good pill to the forwards like Haas and that, who just made a few extra meters through the middle. I thought um, Haas and RCG at the start were were pretty good in that first twenty. Um, it all changed in the second half. I think that really turned around to the back five for Queensland and especially Val. Um, Ponga had some good hit-ups, but Munster as well just chipped in. Every time he touched, touched the ball, you guys were making metres. Um, and sort of Ruben Cotter playing the whole 80. He he made some good metres, made 50 tackles, blokes a machine. Um, he was great. Co- yeah, Cotter was and, and fucking great. And Tino is really good as well. He just, everyone fucking shits on Tino. And the bloke just goes so hard. Um, made sort of 17, 18 runs for you guys. Another 130 metres. Um, yeah, the second half just, you blew us off the park. We were, we were a bit dead in the dead in the war in the middle. And we talked about the podium um, 
on Tuesday about how we thought our bench was going to be the part that saves New South Wales tonight. And it was actually the changes that we made weren't at the right time or just weren't very effective. Um, yeah, I agree. And that's where you got us through that middle in that second half and especially Munster. You made some like a couple of really good breaks um, that got us on the back foot. Probably bombed a couple of tries, if anything. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. N- not yeah. getting to the right bloke when you made those breaks, but... Um, yeah, there was a couple of um, there's a couple of carries at the, in the in the sort of the last ten minutes from Munster out of yardage where he took it from dummy half or first receiver and he was just like my forwards need this heat. It was just the the right play at the right time. Yeah, he was like my outside backs need this because they've been working their ass off for the forwards who are too short already, and he took like two I think it might have even been three carries where it was just like he understands what's needed now he doesn't give a fuck about the number that's on the back of his jersey and what role he's supposed to play in the team he's just like this is what my team needs now I have to do this and for a 5'8 to take those tough carries from 10 metres out or 20 metres out was um, heartwarming (laughs) soul soul crushing well, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel that. Yeah. I'll give yeah, him a hot nice. tip, though. I think Latrell Mitchell plays game two. Well, he probably has to now, doesn't he? And they'll yeah. probably rush him back for South to get a game under his belt. And, yeah, uh, yeah um, just that little bit of X factor. I mean, you know, he's going to be playing up against... Uh, 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 like a Val Hunt. Uh, actually, to, you know, to be fair with Val, I thought he was pretty ordinary in the centres to, 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 in the first half. As soon as he moved to wing, um, he's a winger. He's just he, an out, he's an out now Origin winger. He Origin, yeah, Origin winger yeah. was fantastic. Um, but I just thought in the, in, in the centres, he was he was just you know he, cut, he made that error early on, which led to the white and try, which was uh, you know. I guess not necessarily indicative of where he's playing, but it was just um, not a great, not a great play. And then he was just shooting up early, following Munster in, which I guess you have to do in that position. But I felt like he had a much bigger effect on the game in the wing, on the wing. So I think we need to have a look at that in game two. So uh, yeah, look again, um, Latrell probably comes up against Gagai. Gagai had some fantastic defensive reads in the second half. Can he do that against Latrell? Not too sure. Um, you know, what kind of uh, capacity did we see Latrell in? Don't know. But I think looking at uh, Stags and Crichton, they had no effect on the game. So you've got to make a call there, I think. And when uh, Coates went down and they pushed Val out, as a New South Wales fan, you were like, Stags against Capewell and Cafus. You are like, fuck, he's going to froth this up. And he just did nothing. They didn't give him much early ball, though, either. No, they they didn't. didn't. And that was our play last year. Give Turbo and Luttrell early pill, and look what they did. They just demolished defences. And that's what you needed to do for Stags. But just different game plan, I don't know. I think I'm not overly excited on what Freddie offered up. A, for the team, the team he picked, and two, the game plan tonight. 
Yeah, we'll see what uh, what changes, if any, in, in personnel and game plan he makes for game two. Uh, moving on, Benny, uh, we've tasked you with having a look at the attacking footy, so obviously working into the line uh, a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I guess having a look at it um, on a whole, a lot of Queensland opportunities come from broken play. Uh, we didn't have a lot of footy inside um, New South Wales 30, structured footy anyway. And I don't think New South Wales did either, but they, they did have a couple of really good opportunities, took advantage of them. There was obviously the Paulo obstruction, which was fairly clear there. But how did you see uh, the attacking footy played out from both teams, mate? Um, as you mentioned, man, early on, there wasn't a lot of inside 20 kind of stuff. Um, it was very uh, up the middle, end to end. Um, we had one good chance early before the White and Try. It was maybe you know, nine minutes in or something. Um, a crossfield kick. That was that was our first attacking raid. And instead of dribbling it into the in goal, they went for the lower percentage play and put a crossfield kick across for Tupu up against Coates. And I thought that kind of set the tone for where we were at. We're trying to score points rather than trying to turn the screws. Um, I, it, it sort of concerned me because of Cleary's obviously got one of the best short kicking, one of the best total like all-round kicking games. His short kicking game's elite. He could have dribbled that in the in goal and got a repeat set and turned the screw, put more pressure and had another attacking set. Um, and sort of for Queensland, like that was early on and then we didn't really see much there until that uh, Valentine Holmes era and then White and went in and then after that it was kind of quiet down that end. Um it was kind of end for end again, sort of just kicking. And I thought when Queensland had their chances early on, Cherry Evans just tried to maybe overplay his hand a little bit, just push a few passes, maybe run when he didn't need to. And he kind of put his fingerprints on things that didn't need his fingerprints on him, tried to, and um, things come a bit undone. And, you know, until Ponga hit um, hit Cobbo there. And again, that, that play was from like outside 40. Um, that the bouncing ball to Cobo and he dribbled it through for, for Gagai which is a good try and good skill but wasn't really a set play or anything um, moving into the second half I thought Queensland locked the ball up very well and they did in the first half too there, were, there was like fuck all second phase play in the first half from either team um, and I thought in the second half Early on when uh, sort of the, the Cherry Evans and the Holmes tries came, there was a lot of second phase play from Queensland coming through, like effective offloads. Munster was getting a few offloads away. Cotter got a couple away and you were just like cutting us to ribbons in the middle and making those breaks. Um, it, the Blues didn't do that until we were chasing points with five minutes left in the game. Then we were like, oh, fuck, let's offload it, play some footy. Like, why did we wait until five minutes left to go? I don't know. Um, yeah, there, there wasn't a hell of a lot to analyse in the way of, of set structured attacking raids. Um, I, I mentioned a couple of times that, yeah, they just looked a little bit lost out there a couple of times. Like, there was, the structure kind of fell apart. It was... Queensland's defence was pretty good. Like, you'd get up in our faces and cut down the time with the ball. Um, as Lukey mentioned before, when we did... Or maybe it was Dusty, when we did play the Penrith style and Lua just hit Murray short... On, on Cherry Evans turning in when he didn't need to which was something that we needed to go back to and we just did enough so I, I think honestly the second phase play is what sort of blew the game open um, it just sort of that Queensland started playing that second phase for a good 15 minute period there and it was like really like we were struggling through the middle just a couple of things on that Benny have you seen a, a bigger turnaround in a player's performance than Cherry Evans first half to second oh. half 
It was he was fucking disgusting in the first Absolute half. Absolutely nine day. Fucking disgusting. And I'll, and I'll get to that in his kicking game early on. Obviously, he fucked that challenge up for us, which was just ridiculous. Like, he was better off challenging White and offside. I reckon he pins him for offside, but he challenged the fucking head high tackle, which was ridiculous. And then he had some really ordinary plays. Second half. Second, second or third best player on the field? Like, yeah, that oh, easy. 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 Unbelievable. But that... That just shows. That's a, that's that's great focus, um, you know, to be able to kind of just wear those bullets. It's it's it's, it's Jimmy Maloney focus, you know, to keep firing shots. Do you reckon? Do you eventually reckon the, the the tide turns? One of the legends in the like the Queensland dynasty sitting in the dressing sheds. You reckon one of them got to him and went, "Hey man, you're just trying to overplay your hand a little bit. Step back, kick, tip on." You know, run when you see you don't need to, you know, get over, overly involved. Well, it's it's not a bad suggestion because Munster saw a lot more ball in the second half and he wasn't seeing it because I felt like Cherry Evans was seeing too much of it. He was trying to overplay his hand. That, that pass to Gagai that Gagai dropped, right? You, you might look at that and go, the average person looks at that and goes, ah, oh, fuck, Gagai's dropped the ball. Gagai's trying to hit an, a, a one line or an, or an inside shoulder line to try and take a ball on your outside shoulder high is extremely hard. Like that, that that's on Cherry Evans, and that wasn't the play there. So there's a few, yeah, there, absolutely. There was a few things uh, in that first half that he really got wrong. Potentially, someone got to him because he simplified his game, made it more effort based as opposed to trying to create play. He he got he got that intercept down in our twenty when I think it might have been Haas or someone offloaded. Um, that's what we need from Cherry Evans. Just a bit of effort play. Almost got that forty twenty. That's a good percentage play. That's what we need from Cherry Evans. We don't need the big play, basically. That's that's Munster. That's Grant. That's Ponga. But we got the big play with, with the try just after halftime from the scrum, which was which was yeah. perfect because eyes up everyone thought that he was going to pass it. And, yeah, so that, that's what you... But that's because Munster and Grant or, and Ponga were coming into the game a little bit more, and he just sat back, let them do it, and then all of a sudden went... No, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my moment as opposed to trying to force the moment. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else on the attack there, Benny? Any any other points you wanted to highlight? Not a hell of a lot, man. As as we mentioned, it was it's sort of Queensland. There were, there was no real you know there wasn't any forced dropouts as such, so it wasn't really a chance for teams to get repeat sets, and you could get a good sort of look at their structures. Um, so as I said, like we mentioned it before, Melbourne. Uh, the Melbourne sort of play style was what Queensland were doing. It was very sort of um, off the cuff kind of footy. It wasn't super structured. Obviously, the the play to get Ponger on Haas, and then he just got him on the overs and threw that money ball to Val. That was obviously pretty good. But apart from apart from that, man, there wasn't a hell of a lot to see, sort of attacking structures wise. New South Wales were pretty boring to watch, to be honest. I thought. Yeah, they were they were pretty mundane. I think Freddie's got to come up with something um, a little bit more than just trying to rely on individual players in game two. I think he's got to got to try and pick some bad matchups. I think if I was Freddie Fittler, I'd be working over that uh, that right side defensive Queensland. They went there once. They got to try. They've got to try and figure out how they go back there and, and exploit DCE's really bad reading. So I think that's probably the play there. Um, moving on, uh, Lukey, you've tasked me with uh, the kicking games of, of the halves and both sides uh, in this in this matchup. So um, you threw a bit of shade at me, thinking that I wasn't going to actually come up with some some decent numbers here and, and some decent analysis, but I, I probably have. Look, to be fair, it was only kicking- because of you fucking drinking the. <laughs> 
be Connery Wines, man. It had nothing to do with your football IQ. It was just what we can, what you were consuming and perceiving. <laughs> yeah, it's true. true. Seventeen tins deep. Yeah, I've been on the beers a fair bit tonight, so um, but was still able to to, to kind of analyse the kicking games. And look, not a big effect in this, but a very important stat here that I made sure I I looked at. Right, Queensland found the grass five times with their kicks. New South Wales didn't find the grass once. Now, the kick pressure on Nathan Cleary was fucking phenomenal tonight. And that was Catewell, that was Nanai. Uh, those two guys in particular made sure they put a lot of pressure on, on Cleary. And if Cleary's kicking game is what won Penrith the grand final last year, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was what potentially lost New South Wales the game this year and I'm not saying it lost them the game in terms of we scored directly from it but the fact that he wasn't able to dominate meant that Queensland got on the front foot a lot um, Ponga caught the ball on the uh, on the fall a lot and he caught the ball on the fall on about the 20 and 30 which means we could get our set starts a, a, a long way downfield Basically, and and his his kicking game was just not even a factor at all. When when he went, when they went to Luai, um, he forced challenges, which was a bit better. But as I said, Queensland found the grass with five kicks, um, and and that's that's important in Origin. It, it buys a lot of time there. Uh, we did kick dead once to theirs. Uh, they didn't kick any dead. Our kick meters were seven seventy four to theirs six ninety four. But they were probably the key stats either the kicking game. So it just shows that it was more done with footy in hand than uh, obviously the, the guys kicking the footy. Um, ben Hunt put that one kick dead where we almost had a try from, uh, I think it might have been Val or Gagai early on. But outside of that, um, there was no real try creations or opportunities created through kicks. So... Yeah, it wasn't really the factor in this game that uh, potentially we thought it was going to be, given that uh, DCE and, and Cleary have two of the best uh, kicking games in the league. But um, not too much else to talk to there, unless you boys have got something to talk to about it. I thought there were two kicks there that really stood out from Queensland that, that New South Wales didn't, and two of those were ones that found grass. One was from Hunt out of half, and one was from Munster. And they were both, I think, a little early in the count. One might have been on third, the other on fourth. And they both dribbled all the way down past the um, try line into the end goal and forced Teddy to come. He only got out to his 10 on both of them. And it just, yeah, it turned the screws on on, um, on New South Wales with those two kicks. It's almost better than a 40-20, isn't it? Because the forwards have to get past the point of the ball. You kick it out and, like, Cherry Evans's 40-20 uh, attempt was fantastic. Great timing. Almost nailed it. But it stops the clock and it allows the forwards to walk back past the footy. If you can kick it down and keep the ball in play, it means the forwards have to try and get past the point of the footy. And that's probably an outside back set. But even then, it's easy for Queensland to number up if they know who's going to be rucking the ball out. I think the one that Hunt hit was the one where Jackie Whiten dropped the pill. Yeah. So that was the play. Like he, There was no forwards there. And Good chase just, from Queensland, yeah, yeah. Big chase. They were just bearing down on him. Um, did you guys score off that, or was that a bit later in the game? I don't think you scored off that one. Yeah, we did. I'm sure yeah, we did. the home was that the Holmes try? Yeah, could have been. That was the uh, the the Ponga. Oh no, it wasn't. No, 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 it wasn't because uh, we scored. Oh, fuck, I'll have to go back and watch the game. I don't know. I don't DC know. But uh, forty-eight and fifty-three. Uh, yeah, I think it was a bit later on than that. 
that, yeah, that, I thought so that, too. But uh, that, I just thought it was a good play. Hunt just knocked it downfield, and that's just something that Cook doesn't offer at a, at a dummy half. And while you guys sort of said he wasn't as bad as what we're saying, is he just doesn't have a kicking game. It's it's like well, it does it doesn't like nowhere near as good as someone like Ben Hunt. I think you're spot on there, Benny, because at the end of the day, um, we know who's kicking the football every time for New South Wales, don't we? And so we can put pressure on that. Like, they go to Luai occasionally, but, you know, Benny Hunt's got that kicking game. Munster probably did three or four kicks tonight, same with Cherry Evans, so we can vary it up a little bit, which and, is and obviously Ponga's got, something And Ponga that, can kick the footy as well, which, you know, it just gives strings and a fair few options in that department. All right, lads, moving on. Luke, you've got to finish it off and give us a bit of a, uh, a, a general uh, overview on the team's defences. Yeah. Um, as I said, to, as Azza and I talked about, it was uh, it was easy to keep notes in the first half, but once the game started to get tight, it was, uh, yeah, more focused on that. But uh, look, you know, as the theme of the game went, New South Wales were dominating in the first half and and there was a couple of things that sort of stuck out for me was uh, our left edge defence monster was shooting up a lot and there was a time when Liam Martin was in a hole real early on. It was about like the ninth or tenth minute and he yeah, would have he would have scored yep. and Cleary, the Cleary ball was like sort of into his back, you know, his back arm, shoulder. It wasn't a great ball, and but I also think Martin took his eyes off it as well. So that was an opportunity gone begging. But Munster just kept shooting up. He was just like, fuck it, I'm not letting them get out. The problem is our right-hand side defence didn't do that. And so when Whiten scored, we'd pushed up eight metres, but then decided to just paddle and then backpedal and slide. Where when we got to that at eight metres, you need to go, all right, I have to keep pushing forward here. I can't sit at eight metres. And they needed to just take blokes at that point, but they didn't. So it was real passive. But watching New South Wales, um, remember we kept going to, Queensland kept going to our right-hand side, um, you know, with Ponga, Capewell, and there was like errors that would, you know, Val dropped the ball. There was knockbacks and, you know, fifth tackle, you know, just chuck Game it out. The, the ball. Yeah, 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 yeah th- those sort of things. And, um it was because New South Wales were up in our face early uh, and, and it was really sort of nullifying any shift that we had. Anyway, um, the other thing too is I just finished typing in that in the first half, we actually didn't pressure Cleary that well. And Cam Smith then like said it pretty soon after I'd, I'd written it down and I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I'd been seeing. Cleary was able to just kick without any pressure. Second half starts and the first two clicks, kicks that Cleary had was just intense pressure from the inside out. And then it just didn't stop from there. It just kept going. Um, the first two kick chases from Queensland were really poor. There was one where um, there was a three-man kick chase and Teddy almost got on the outside of Munster and it was a fucking brilliant... T- if he gets on the outside of Munster, he yeah, probably... good, yes. He probably yeah. runs upfield 30 metres and, you know, the, it's it's a different set. But um, it, they were two really poor kick chases. Then the line speed from New South Wales just went away. It was good in the first half, but it just did not come to play in the second half. And, you know, New South Wales were just pushing up three or four metres, you know, and just inviting us down. And... That's when the X Factor players started to get from Queensland started to go. These blokes aren't pushing up; they're not putting any pressure on us. Let's have a crack and see what they have got to offer. And it, you know, there was a 
multitude of line breaks from Queensland in that second half. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was how, and we, you guys have spoken to it, how the fuck did New South Wales not attack Jerry Evans? Like, given how, if blokes like us who were just fucking, you know, armchair rugby league fans, you know, with analysts, a, analysts, you know, a little bit of coaching experience, but, you know, nothing major, can all season identify how poor that right hedge has been led by Cherry Evans and the fact that Fittler didn't just fucking pepper the shit out of it. Um, yeah, it just, it makes me go, why? How, you know, what what happened there? What was the reasoning? What's the rationale as to what that didn't happen? So, um, yeah, look, in the end, obviously, it, it's 16-10, but it wasn't a very defensive game. I mean, there was a lot of missed tackles. I think it was 42 by Queensland and 34 by New South Wales. So, yeah, it wasn't a real defensive game. It was more like defensive scramble plays. Val Holmes, the scoop up there at the end, at halftime, scooting back to knock that ball out from the kick. Um you know, there was uh, just a multitude of defensive plays. Felice Kafusi, that tackle on Isaiah Yo at the end. Um, uh, you know, how many times did Cam Munster field a kick that was kicked back in field or the last? That, that was the defense. That's where the defense won the game. I don't think anyone's structural defense was that great tonight. So, um, yeah, but look, I think it made for a good game. I think the, uh, the missed tackle rate opened the game up a lot, but then the scramble that uh, Queensland had especially sort of fed into the theatre of the game. So, yeah. Benny and Az, are you guys potentially buoyed a little bit by the fact that New South Wales didn't play that well and still only lost by six points? Is there optimism there? I was just thinking, like, I'm just scrolling through Twitter now and it's just popped up with the score and I'm like, we only lost by six. I think we've got more points in us. I felt like Queensland didn't have a huge amount more in attack to give. Um, I think the defensive effort was really great in the second half and the tries you put on were really good. Um, but I just think New South Wales, and it could have been way, way worse. I mean, half a foot and a pass from um, Tupo to Teddy or Cam uh, Murray runs straight through that line. We're up by sort of eight 12 points at half time and it's a different game so yeah I, I'm I think there's a lot more improvement for New South Wales um, disappointing now but I think for game two I think we'll come out a bit stronger I think the team will probably look a bit stronger as well well you say that as and I've got a point down here that we actually only kicked to the Cobo 2-0 mismatch once and that one time Cobo got a tap back to Gagai, who got tackled right on the line, right at the end there. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, so yeah. that's something that we didn't actually play to a lot yep. at all. So, you know, that, that that's a bit of improvement that we could utilise a little bit there. I do agree. I think that, uh, you know, we, we were pretty good. Another little bit of uh, uh, something interesting, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I just I like, I watch Ponga because I'm a fanboy. But his efforts around the footy tonight were fantastic. He didn't stop. He was Who's around the forwards. He was around the halves. And then he just went out wide. And it's just something that 
it sucks forwards in, it sucks back, you know, he was just relentless. And I think that's something that uh, was probably, you know, won't be measured, um, not publicly anyway, but I think that was something that, you know, it held New South Wales tight, gave us a little bit of space on the edges there. Um, which was a really big, uh, a big play for us. I think that that was a, that was pretty good. Didn't see that a lot from Teddy um, until later on in the game, anyway. But uh, I think we've got a couple of cards up our sleeves that we can go to. But I do agree. I think that uh, New South Wales will be better in the second game. I think that they will have a few more um, aces up their sleeve. They will probably. I think they probably do target that that uh, mismatch on Cherry Evans's edge a little bit more. Um, but yeah, Benny, what about you, mate? Was there anything that you saw that you wanted to see more of, or that we didn't, uh, that uh, New South Wales didn't do enough, and that maybe Queensland uh, didn't do that well? Um, I thought, as I said, we started playing footy while we were, when we were chasing points. Like it got down to the last ten minutes, Murray scored, and then we were like, "Fuck, we need to play some footy. We need to score some points." Like obviously, you know, the lead up to Murray's tries, while we were playing a bit more footy, I, I just don't understand why it took. 65 odd minutes to get a bit of second phase happening and and play a little bit of eyes up off the cuff footy like why were we we were doing that you know one out one out one out throw it to Cleary kick one out just box kicking and I'm like it's it's not working it hasn't worked for the first 25 minutes of the you know of the second half or even the first 15 minutes it wasn't working you could see that Queensland were gaining ascendancy because there was hardly any pressure on them they were just rolling out of their end really easily there was no line speed and then when we had attacking footy we just weren't offering anything until that last sort of 10-15 minutes so I just think Freddie needs to come up with with a bit of a, a, a more of attacking minded um, game plan rather than just sort of going through the notions um I think, as just everyone's mentioned now, I think that the Cherry Evans target is going to be something they need to play on. Uh, I think we needed a, a different back rower there uh, rather than Sims. He was good for us last year. He didn't offer a hell of a lot tonight. And I think some of the other back rowers around the league can offer a bit more than he did. He's not even getting You guys didn't mention it, but... Well, that's, that's the thing. It, does Crichton come in there? Or did I mean, they move Madison to an edge to start? Or what's the play there? I think you've got to ha- you've got to pick someone with a little bit more strike. I think. I don't I mind Crichton. F- yeah, I don't mind Crichton. But I mean, Frizzell was in the squad. They didn't use him. I th- I think he's probably more the logical choice there. Yeah. He uh, yeah, did, he makes both make decisions, Hines doesn't in? he? I'd love Heinz to be fourteen. I think Heinz is fifteen. Does White and keep his spot? How do you drop him after that? He's yeah, he was probably your best though. That, that that's that, that's the he problem. made he was, that he was error sort of ten out. That was probably his worst play. Yeah, but other than that, the line break down the sideline too. He was pretty. Yeah, good. that was pretty good. I mean, if you found someone, you think a, you think a ball player sort of puts that on his foot or something? Yeah, I, I wonder like where where you fit the other centre in. So Stags is probably not going to play next. Well, next it's, game. it's Crichton. You reckon they just yeah, put Crichton? Yeah, Crichton. It has, it'll it'll be Crichton. Crichton. I, I think you give him the the chance as a starter and a full time player to prove himself. A, a very unfamiliar role for him. Come on with you know twenty seven minutes left and you know try and spark something. He hasn't he hasn't done that since he started making his way into grade. Exactly, and it's very hard to do that a lot from centre. But a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to do that for a rookie in Origin though. Exactly, Imagine and that's the where Fetty, on him to be like, that, all right, we need we need something from you. 
Well, the thing is, when he came on, yeah. they put two kicks across field to him and he got the bat back on both of them. So I, I don't. I think he's a target in the air as well, and I think if they put him inside Tor, he can help nullify that Cobo Tor mismatch. So I don't. I don't hate Crichton there. I think that's a pretty good play. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't disagree with that. The other thing too that New South Wales get from that is if you drop him back on that on, on, on the uh, fifth tackle there to nullify that, it means that Tao can take that second tackle, which is everything that. Queensland would probably plan to stop. They kicked a tie, so he can't take the second carry. So there's there's a couple advantages there. But well, you know, Freddie's Freddie's the mastermind. You guys all know what I think about Freddie's coaching. I think he was definitely carried last year by by uh, Turbo and Latrell. Let's see what he's got this year, and uh, hopefully for you blokes, he proves proves me wrong. Uh, I'm not too sure if uh, he can. I'll say it every single Origin. Origin coaches are. Glorified babysitters. You get given the best squad, the best players in the country. Mate, and talk to you. Talk, speak for yourself. Yeah, I, I because think because how many times does Queensland have a, a, a an underdog side, but we come up? You know what played when when Ponga scored that try? They 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 uh, Ponga set up that try for Val. They flicked to Billy Slater in the in a com box. Did you see any emotion from me? He was just like. Excellent. That's exactly what we played. That's it. That's what we planned. He's done that perfectly. There was no emotion attached. It was just like he, he he's he's squeezing the lemon dry here. He knows what he needs to do. Look, it's it's hard for me to talk about Freddie Fittler as a coach because I don't rate him. Um, and look, you can talk to me about Origin and, and he's won three out of four, but like especially last year, he also lost the unlosable series as well. Yeah. So it's hard for me to, to talk to that. I feel like the sheer talent in the New South Wales side last year got us, uh, got us behind and we couldn't come back from that. It was a massive, massive deficit after the first two games for us. Huge. Huge. Um, and, we, and we couldn't get on top of that. Um, Whereas, it, and, and it's all, look, you talk to it a lot when he was a player. He loves to play from in front, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, New definitely. South Wales have never trailed well, man. We have never, we've never trailed well. If we get in front and for, you know, a, a good Benny, you said that in game, the chat tonight, didn't you? Yeah, man, we don't trail yeah. well. If we get behind by a couple of scores and, you know, we've only got 25 minutes to go, like, we, we can't come back. Like, Queensland have always had that in them to come back from those... Didn't this come back in the, the game? One, the one to, where Teddy scored. Yeah. That was yeah. the only one we've come back in. The rest of them were I, just shit the bed, I think. I, look, I, I honestly, I, I I know what you're saying, D-Lane, as, as Freddie is a coach and, you know, his, his first grade uh, gig that he had was less than impressive. Um, yeah, but I, I still think that uh, he's probably... Doing an okay job. He he strikes me as a bloke who he doesn't communicate well. He he doesn't sound intelligent when he talks. But I'm sure from a football perspective he is. You know I, I think he he knows what he wants. I think what he struggled with is the fact that how do I balance my best player James Tedesco into this side that's got so many Penrith players? He struggled with it. But not every coach is going to be able to nail that man. Not you know, look at Craig Bellamy when he coached Origin Man. He had that demon. He couldn't coach against the blokes that he 
coached at club level. So he reti- he quit because he was like, I just I can't do it. It was a, it was a hurdle that he couldn't get over. And Freddie might just not be. But how do you? The puzzle may not be fitting for Freddie here, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that he's a shit coach. No, but how do you explain the fact that um, they just didn't attack Queensland's biggest weakness? How do, how do you explain the fact that they didn't identify that? Well, Cleary plays right side, right? So maybe he's... That's what I'm saying. He was so? clouded. No, no, but what I'm saying man, is he was clouded by the Penrith thing. I've got to play to the Penrith strengths. Cleary plays right side, gets a lot of touches, does the exit. You know what I mean? So maybe that just organically took the ball away from the left side. He didn't knowingly go, we're not going to do that. It was more so, I'm going to play to a strength, which is Cleary, and a byproduct of that is that we didn't attack the left side. That's what you can pick up in your, in your reviews and stuff like that. So I, I'm speaking for him, and that may not be the case, but I'm sort of thinking that's how the process might go. Um, and maybe that's enough to say he's not suited for origin, because what else are you looking at? You know what I mean, like that. But that that could just be how the process goes, man. Um, happy to cut this out, but do you remember I was telling you I was at that fucking um, level two coaching course, that ex elite coaching level course years ago, and Michael Hagen was there, and he was Mal's assistant, and he basically was like, he was, and Mal was happy for this to be known that he did no strategy. He said he was there to build culture, to make sure players didn't get out of line, to enforce the things that the defensive and attacking coach implemented. And Hagen was like, I was the attacking coach. I was to look after everything. So, And because he had the respect of Thurston, Cronk, Smith and all those guys, they were just buying into what he was saying. And he goes, when he was at Parramatta, he goes, that's when I knew that I wasn't a first grade coach. He goes, there was one game where we trained all week and we put all this effort in. We're coming off a few losses, rah, rah, rah. And he goes, the kickoff comes up and Nathan Kalis drops it from the kickoff. And he, he goes, that moment there, I just went, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and he goes, that's when I realized that <laughs> I'm a rep level coach because it's that short preparation. He can just plan outside of the campaign without any pressure. Um, so to your point, Azza, the, the glorified babysitter's role, I kind of disagree with because I think maybe in Mal's case, you could have an argument for it. But again, he, he knew his role and he did it to perfection. He brought in Hagen because he's like, I'm not a strategist asshole. Michael Hagen is. So I'm going to bring him in to do that. So I think there's, there's an art to that in itself that's different to clubland coaching. I think, I think with the coaching role, and you get labelled as the coach. I think for New South Wales, a lot of a lot of it's falling on Freddie's shoulders. While he does have other people around him, I, I believe he's he's doing a lot more of the coaching than what maybe the Queensland, you know, uh, media coaches in Billy Slater. To me, Billy Slater is the media coach. He is not the coach because have you seen the blokes he has got in camp with him helping coach the team? Mate, yeah, Cam- apparently Cam- Cameron Smith's the fucking coach, mate. Well, I, I think Josh Hannay's the um, oh. attacking coordinator because I heard an interview with him on the radio the other and day on Triple JT M. and Cooper Cron. Like they're all there. They've got the best minds of the last fifteen years of rugby league, all in one, all in one camp. Like the coaching is playing a big role in Queen. Like, well, this game's success if Queensland go on to win the next two. The coaching can't be understated, but it's not one coach. Whereas I think in the New South Wales camp. I don't think Freddie's assistants are doing as much work as what maybe Slater's are. 
Am I looking into it too much to say that when they flashed to Slater in the box, he had like three blokes around him. When they flashed to Freddie, there was no one around him. Yep. Yep. Like, it, it, was that a bit weird? I looked at that and went, like, it's it's not, it, it shouldn't always be on on you. It shouldn't always be up to you to to figure that out. And to your point, Luki, you probably need a bit of a, a team to, to, to attack all the facets of an origin game, culture, attack, defense, um, and, 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 you know, any other facet that kind of comes into the game. I kind of feel like that might be um, where maybe New South Wales got got let down a little bit there. So, Well, I think look, just, a lot just of- quickly before we, we – I think it's the coach's job to sell the idea to the players. So you have so Benny, you said that Billy Slater's the media guy. He's kind of the marketing guy. So th- the plan is created by him along with Cam Smith, Thurston, Josh Hannay. But it's his job to sell it to the players because he's going to be the best bloke to do that. And that was Mal. Mal was the best bloke to sell Hagen, Neil Henry's plan to the players. Because they're rep, they're big egos, they're rep players, they're yep. you know yep. what I mean. I think that's what the, the role of the Origin coach is. But you look at the guys that that, that but la- Billy Slater's selling that to. They're guys that Billy Slater played with. He's got their respect, as you said. Like Hagen had the respect of these guys: Gagai, Holmes, Ponga, uh, Munster, DCE, Tino, Benny Hunt, Josh Papali, Kafusi. They all played alongside Billy Slater. Yeah. So they automatically got that respect. Yeah, and which, which is there. which is which is pretty fair. Um, but again, I guess maybe that's what what uh, Freddie needs to look at for, for for game two. A few question marks on both sides of the footy here. I think um, you know can, can Queensland um, you know kind of uh, rise out of that siege mentality again now that we've won game one. What answers do New South Wales have and how do they tweak their game plan? Does Freddie have enough in his coaching kit to be able to um, conjure up a win against us on neutral territory? A few question marks will all be answered in the next coming weeks. Uh, As for now, lads, that probably wraps us up for tonight. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everyone who has. we got a round of Supercoach and footy to uh, look at this weekend. Some good matchups. Uh, game one's in the books, 16-10 to Queensland. We shift to Perth in game two in about three weeks' time. And, uh, yeah, we'll do it all again, lads. So thanks for jumping on after the game. Azza, Benny, Lukey, appreciate it, lads. Cheers, boys. Thanks, lads. See you next week. Catch up.